slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could be with us today as we talk all things New York Islanders. Lots to discuss on today's show. We continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders roster with Uncle Leo, Leo Komarov, today. We also will discuss uh, another potential player the Islanders might sign as a free agent a guy who was recently released or bought out, really, by his previous team. And, of course, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day and uh, uh, an email from a fan that we will certainly discuss on today's show. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me this Wednesday and every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. to get in on the action. If there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a, a question or a comment or Something you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to email us. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles. And you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the offseason, the expansion draft, the NHL entry draft, free agency, rookie camp, all the way up to training camp, which is about two months away as we speak. We're going to start with an email we got from a listener. This is from Mully from Long Island. Mully writes, I would like to know your opinion about Barzal, as I feel he's gone under the radar a little bit the last couple of years, as he is not putting up the points he did in his rookie season. That could be because he has had to reshape his game under Barry Trotz as a more overall shaped player, and or he is not playing with all the top 20 forwards that he was when John Tavares was with the team. And even though he did lose his best line mate in Anders Lee, last year was not much better. Um, To be clear, I love Barzal's game, and I do believe if he was more like Marner playing with one of the best goal scorers, we would see a whole new Barzal. Maybe we can get Tarasenko. Please let me know what you think about the above. Well, first of all, obviously, Mully, thank you so much for the question, and uh, always good to hear from our listeners. As far as Matthew Barzal is concerned, I think you're right about one thing. His numbers have not been as high since his rookie season, predominantly because of the fact that he is asked to play much more defensive, a much more defensive-oriented system that Barry Trotz prefers. And I think the fact that he's been willing to make that sacrifice helps his overall perception around scouts and coaches 
and probably players around the league. The players and the scouts and the coaches all see the dynamic offensive potential of Matthew Barzal. And yet the fact that he can go play well in his own zone and back check and and do the things that Barry Trotz wants his players to do is important. And I think it becomes even more important come playoff time when you want all your players to be able to do that. And one of the reasons the Islanders have been so successful in the playoffs is because, you know, guys like Matthew Barzal and Anders Lee and Jordan Eberle, who make up the top line, are willing to sacrifice personal statistics for uh, team success. And, you know, you look back at Barzi's rookie season, and that was his most productive year, and it wasn't that he was playing on a line with John Tavares, but because Barzal was not the focal point of most opposing teams' coaches, the opposing coaches said, hey, we got to slow down John Tavares. Barzal was on the second line more often than not, and it sort of freed him up to do a lot of damage. To me, you're right about one thing. You put Barzal on a team that plays a gung-ho offensive type of style, he's more than capable of putting up more than a point a game, which is what he did in his rookie season. Um, Does he fly under the radar? I think with fans, maybe a little bit more. Again, with scouts, with coaches, with uh, opposing players, I think everybody understands and recognizes the talent that Matthew Barzal has. And if you were to take him and trade him to another team, and even if he was the number on the number one line and doing all the things, you know, where he could concentrate on offense exclusively, yeah, he'd probably score 85 to 100 points in a season, depending on the team he's traded to and who he's playing with. But his plus-minus would suffer, and I think he would play on a team that probably lost a lot more games than a team like the Islanders, which finds a way to success. Again, largely because of the fact that guys like Matthew Barzal are willing to make that sacrifice. So... Yeah, I think fans around the league don't know Barzi as well as they would if he was scoring, you know, more goals and getting 85, 90, 100 points in a year. But the people who really know the game, the fans who watch the Islanders all the time and the fans who uh, really know the game well understand how talented Barzal is. And there are still some things he needs to work on. It's happening less often, but he still will overhandle the puck sometimes, and that can lead to turnovers. He's learning, and he is maturing, and that's a good thing. Uh, He is capable of doing so many magical things with the puck on his stick, but deking through three or four guys to try to make a play is 90% of the time in the NHL not the smart way to go, so... uh, I hope that answers your question. I think Matt Barzal is great. Yeah, you get a guy like Tarasenko to play on his line. I think his point totals do indeed go up. But I think that he has gotten a hockey education under Barry Trotz that will serve him well for the rest of his career. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about. We'll look at Leo Komarov's season. We'll talk about another 
possible uh, new free agent who the Islanders might be interested in signing. And we have our Islanders birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So we continue our look at the Islanders players, their season, their playoffs, and what they can look forward to as far as their future role with the team is concerned. And today we look at Uncle Leo, Leo Komarov. And look, uh, there's mixed feelings out there in the social media area when it comes to Uncle Leo. And I think when you examine Leo Komarov, you have to know what you have and what you don't have. Leo Komarov is a useful NHL hockey player. He's getting up there in in age. He's 34 years old. He'll be 35 next January. He is not now or ever going to be a big-time offensive player. The most goals he's gotten in a season is 19. He got that back in 2015-2016 with Toronto. And in his three seasons with the Islanders, he has scored a grand total in three years of 11 goals. Now, look, two of those seasons were shortened by, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic, but 11 goals and 30 seven assists in really what is 163 games. That's realistically two seasons, 48 points total in two seasons. You're not getting a lot of offense out of Uncle Leo, okay? Here's what you do get. Some leadership, some experience, some grit, some checking, solid defensively, and occasionally, occasionally, he's going to make a pretty pass that will help a guy, uh, a line mate of his or a teammate of his to make a big offensive play. But this year, 33 games, one goal, eight points, but Uncle Leo was also a plus seven this year. And the one goal he scored was a game winner. So, you know, there is that he does, he does bring it. Let's put it that way. Uh, Because of the injury to Anders Lee, Uncle Leo got put on the first line. And being put on the first line was difficult for him because it really isn't what his skill set is there to do. And he did help the top line. I think there's no doubt about that in some ways. But he also, you know wasn't helping the offensive output. You know, we just talked about Matthew Barzal. And obviously, Barzi's going to score more points when he's playing with Eberly and Anders Lee than he is when he's playing with Eberly and Uncle Leo. So, Komarov is useful. On most teams, he is a bottom six forward. He is a third or fourth liner. And I think the Islanders, as far as his future goes wouldn't mind sending him elsewhere, not because he's not a great help to this team, he certainly plays his role well, but because his contract is a little more expensive than they would like, and 
they have a number of other players who can more or less do what Leo Komarov does. In the playoffs, he played in all the games, had three assists, no goals, and again, that's predominantly playing with the top line. So, it's easy to be critical of Leo Komarov for what he isn't. It's, I think, smarter to be, uh, to recognize him for what he is. I would say it's 50-50 that he's back with the Islanders next year. Again, I think Lou Lamorello wouldn't mind finding a team willing to take his contract on to clear up a little cap space and maybe to clear up a roster spot for a younger version of Uncle Leo, maybe a a Michael Dal Cole, uh, but if he's back, I think he's still a useful third or fourth line player, and, you know, let's say Casey Sezikis doesn't return, maybe you go put Uncle Leo on the fourth line at some point and see what he could do there, and certainly he's welcome on the third line as well. Again, you know, if Kyle Palmieri comes back, if Anders Lee is back healthy, where do you put Leo Kamarov in the lineup? So, again, at best 50-50, that Uncle Leo returns, and we'll see, you know, how this expansion draft and free agency and everything else plays itself out. The Islanders are not protecting Leo Kamarov in the expansion draft, but I also don't think the Seattle Kraken are going to be interested in him, even though he could certainly give them some veteran leadership and some grit if they choose to go in that direction. The player I wanted to talk about that was just released uh, essentially was Keith Yandel, the defenseman who was bought out by the Florida Panthers. And if you lose Nick Letty, Keith Yandel might be a very good short-term solution to replace him. You need an additional left-handed shooting defenseman who has a little offense and a little juice. Yandel will be 35 by the time training camp opens. He'll turn 35 on September 9th. He's not terrible defensively, but not great. And offensively, he had... In 2019-2020, played in 69 games before COVID shut things down for the Panthers. 45 points. Last year, 27 points in 56 games. That is roughly still a 40-41 point pace over the course of 82 games. Would he, you know, those numbers would probably fall off a little bit if he comes to Long Island because of the way the Islanders play as far as their system goes. But here's the other thing that I think Keith Yandel adds to your team. He would be a big asset to the power play. And especially if you lose Nick Letty, adding a Keith Yandel gives you a power play quarterback, a guy who can, you know, put, uh, distribute the puck well, score on the power play, and get things done. So, Again, his cap hit would have been over $6 million before the buyout, but now that he's been bought out, maybe he costs half that, maybe even a little bit less in this, you know, cap-strapped 
NHL that we're seeing right now, if you can sign him for even, let's say, half that, $3 million, it saves you roughly $2.5 million off what you would have paid Nick Letty, gives you a little more flexibility to sign other players, including your own RFAs and UFAs, and it uh, gives you some veteran experience. So something to think about. Uh, not sure whether or not the Islanders would be interested, but uh, I think Yandel would make sense if the price is right for a short-term replacement for Nick Letty if Letty is either traded before the expansion draft or taken by the Kraken in the expansion draft and you need to replace him with a left-handed shot who can put some points up and run the power play Yandel would certainly fit that description and because he's an experienced veteran that's the kind of player Barry Trotz and Lula Morello are a little more comfortable having in the lineup so just some food for thought uh as far as that goes and Keith Yandel wouldn't shock me if the Islanders think about adding him again if the price is right We've got more to talk about on today's show. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They have nine delicious flavors uh, and the occasional limited time flavors. If they introduce one, go for it because they usually sell out fast. And look, here are some of the great flavors they have. Peanut butter brownie, raspberry, Coconut almond, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's really something for everyone. Salted caramel, one of my favorites. You have the sweet and the salty. Always a nice combination in my mind. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Now, most of the bars have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, just four grams of sugar, and four grams of net carbs. And that means they're not only tasty, but they're also good for you. So, right now, go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. That's the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We go back in time a bit. Uh, Saturday will be the 52nd birthday for former Islanders goaltender, Tommy Soderstrom, originally drafted in the 11th round by the Philadelphia Flyers back in 1990. The native of Stockholm, Sweden, joined the Flyers in 1992-93 after playing in the Swedish Elite League for three seasons and then joined the Islanders for the 1994-95 season where he was, uh, you know, playing a little more than half the games then was the full-time starter in 1995-96, but uh, played only one game in 96-97 before returning to Sweden uh, for three more seasons after that. So in 156 career NHL games, a 3.63 goals against average and an 884 save percentage, but remember, you know, playing in the early to mid-90s, the game was still a little bit more wide open than just before the start of the dead puck era. And Soderstrom gave the Islanders some reliable goaltending as the team was sort of struggling more and more 
uh, as the 90s went on. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders, January 11th, 1996, at the Nassau Coliseum. Maple Leafs visiting in this one. Damian Rhodes gets the start for Toronto. Obviously, Tommy Soderstrom is the goalie for the Islanders. And in the first period, the Islanders shorthanded Matthew Schneider off for interference. But Dan Plant gets his second goal, a shorthanded tally from Marty McGinnis at 537. And the Islanders had an early 1-0 lead. Then the Islanders' power play went to work. Todd Gill off for obstruction interference, and Matthew Schneider cashes in his fourth from Travis Green and Marty McGinnis at 7.22. Islanders up 2-0. Nicholas Anderson scores his fourth from Alexander Cimac at 13.47, and after one period, it was all Islanders 3-0. In the second, though, the Maple Leafs got back into the game. Todd Warner got his fifth late in the period, Matt Sundin and Mike Craig with the assist at 15-18. And then a minute, 15 seconds later, Mike Gartner got his 22nd. Doug Gilmore and Todd Gill with the assist. And just like that, in less than a minute and a half, the Islanders' 3-0 lead was reduced to 3-2. But the Islanders answered back. Ziggy Palfi, his 15th from Scott Lachance and Chris Luongo at 18-12. And after 40 minutes, it was 4-2 Islanders. In the third period, Matt Sundin scored his 19th. Kenny Janssen and Larry Murphy with the assists at 9:54. That made it a 4-3 game, but the Islanders would not allow the Maple Leafs to get the equalizer. Tommy Soderstrom, our Islanders' birthday of the day, 43 saves in this game to earn the win. Islanders were outshot 2-1, 46-23 to in this game. But Soderstrom stood on his head and got the Islanders the win. Marty McGinnis had two assists in this one uh, to pace the Islanders' offense. But really, Soderstrom was the story. And as was the case very often during that 95-96 season, he had a stand on his head. Uh, because this win improved the Islanders' record that year, and this was the year of the Fisherman jerseys, to 11-22-8. So, once again, we want to wish a very happy 52nd birthday to former Islanders goaltender Tommy Soderstrom. Uh, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. This, uh, you know, we're coming up fast on the announcement of the protected lists for the expansion draft. We will announce it. Uh, we'll tweet it out as soon as that list is made official. And, of course, we'll break it all down for you on the show when it happens. Uh, I'm telling you, the next few weeks, even though this is the off season, there's going to be a lot happening for the New York Islanders between the expansion draft, the protected lists, the draft, the free agency, it's going to happen really quickly this offseason. So make sure you stay with us every Monday through Friday for all the latest Islanders news. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, 
let's go islanders.